faith and works what they mean. Faith and works achieving reconciliation. Romans 11.6 And if by grace, then it is no more of works, otherwise grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace, otherwise work is no more work. Forward. Are we saved by faith or by works or both? If we need both faith and works, is the Bible wrong when it says we are saved by faith alone? Are we saved by faith, not works, lest any man should boast? Or is there a need for works? If we need works, why cannot we be saved by being a good person? The Bible tells us it is the saving grace of Jesus that saves us. Titus 3.5 Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Faith without works have no power, they are dead. A person with faith but without works is like a fig tree with no fruit. Yet those without works are even said to be worse than the unbeliever. 1 Timothy 5.8 But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. If we are saved by faith, we cannot need works. If we need works to complete our salvation, then is the sacrifice of Jesus not sufficient? These are the questions asked and resolved in this video. The Sufficiency of Jesus Jesus died for our sins. This is not just the central message of the Gospel. It is the center of the Christian faith and the core fact which ultimately causes mankind to be divided into two groups, a group of believers and a group relying on works to save them. The life of Jesus was all about works. His greatest work was his death on the cross. As Christians, we are to take up our cross and follow him. It is impossible to believe works are not required, but why are works required if we are saved? Matthew 7.20 tells us that by their fruits we will know the saved. Luke 18.42, however, clearly states that Jesus said the blind man's faith saved him and gave him back his sight. Even this passage in Acts can be questioned. Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. If it is the name of Jesus that saves us, then what is needed other than Jesus and what he has already done for us. This idea of the sufficiency of Jesus is taken to such an extreme by some, it is said by them, that the death of Jesus saves all persons in all times and places, without exception. The Act of Contrition The act of contrition or prayer or repentance is mankind's humbling of himself before God to ask his forgiveness a lot is made of this act, but does this not detract from the saving grace of God? If salvation is all about debasing oneself before God and begging to be saved as we acknowledge just how beastly they are, is salvation due to the mercy of God or our own humbling? 
But how can we even understand the need for the sacrifice of Christ without coming to an understanding of our depravity and hopelessness without Christ? The first thing John the Baptist is recorded as saying is, Repent. Even then, it was not a simple statement of faith he called for, but for works that demonstrate faith. Matthew 3, 8 Bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance. Jesus himself tells us, Matthew 7:20, Wherefore by their fruit ye shall know them. This being so, what does a prayer of repentance mean? When Jesus goes on to say, Matthew 7, 16, 24. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns, or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth not good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils? and in thy name done many wonderful works, and then will I profess them. I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Wherefore, whosoever heareth these things of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. The Thief on the Cross it is the story of the thief on the cross that is the most often used illustration of God's mercy. A convicted criminal condemned to die just before his death repents his sin and is saved by Christ. The story of the thief on the cross stands as the ultimate expression of God's grace, just as the story of the Good Samaritan has come to represent the need to do good works. There is a perspective that needs to be accentuated, which seems to not have been noticed. The story is not as it first seems. Luke 23, 39-43 And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. The second thief preached the gospel of Christ. He performed a work of salvation. The devil knows Jesus, but he does not repent. Matthew 4, 9 And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, 
thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Satan knows who Jesus is and was and will be. Satan was in heaven when Jesus created man and woman. He knows the glory of Jesus. Paul was given the mission in Acts 26:18 to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. The power of Satan is in his knowing God and yet refusing to humble himself. Satan is conscious of his actions, we are told. Corinthians 11:14, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Satan and those who serve him are fully conscious of what they are doing and use duplicity to effect their ends. The devil uses false works to deceive man. Works of Repentance The thief on the cross did not just repent. He did not just express faith in Jesus. He did not just recognize the divinity of Jesus. Nor was his interaction with Jesus simply a statement about his fallen state. Like Satan, the thief knew who Jesus was, and he knew he was in a fallen state. Unlike Satan, he repented of who he was and admitted he needed the grace of Christ. But there is a little recognized component to the short and terminal interaction. It is frequently mentioned the thief had no time to do any good works, but this is not entirely correct. The thief admonished the one other criminal and declared to the other the innocence of Jesus and the justice of their own punishment. This was a work of spreading the gospel and of preaching the word of salvation. The salvation of the thief was not without works. Founding the Church, Acts 2.40 And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this untoward generation. And they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about three thousand souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together, and had all things in common, and sold the possessions and goods, and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and signalness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Works are law. The issue of faith versus works is actually the issue of faith versus the law. We are told to follow the law, but we are also told the law cannot save us. This ought to be obvious to anyone who drives. We cannot even obey the traffic code, let alone the spiritual law. If we cannot obey the law, we cannot be saved by the law. The law imputes death and faith life. Romans 3.27 Where is boasting then? It is excluded. 
by what law? By works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. But they who become saved by faith become the servants of faith. Romans 6.18 Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. There is no fruit, no good works, in unrighteousness. Romans 6.20 For when ye were the servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. But what fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now being made free from sin, become servants to God, ye have made your fruit unto holiness, and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Righteousness is not through works of the law or works done in response to the law. Romans 9.31 But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, hath not attained to the law of righteousness. Wherefore, because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law, for they stumbled at that stumbling stone. of law, no flesh is saved. Romans 3.19 Now we know that what things howsoever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may be become guilty before God. Therefore by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.18 Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Love worketh no ill to his neighbour, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Works do not save. We are saved before we are born. Salvation has nothing to do with the kind of person we are or what we have done. 2 Timothy 1.9 Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling? not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. If we are saved before birth, how can work save us? Ephesians 2.8 For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we, as, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. We are not saved by works, but to do works. Titus 3, 5 Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. God saved us for a reason. <coughs> Titus 2.14 Who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity, and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. God saved us through faith, not works. We are not saved by works, but to do works. Hebrews 
6.1 Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, and of faith towards God. <clears throat> faith without works is dead. James 2.14 What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith, and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doeth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works, when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? The problem is that the confession is ultimately a work. Without a real change in the person, one has only done a work. Luke 6.49 But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without foundation built an house upon the earth, against which a stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. The Church the reconciliation of faith and works is found in the development of the church. Rome 12.1 I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good, an acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, though the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For us we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Love and charity towards others in building the church. Our faith in Jesus translates into a trust and love of others and a charity towards others that build the church. The Rock of Our Faith Jesus is the rock upon which we build our faith. The church is the physical manifestation of that faith. A profession of faith is the work that gets us upon the wall. Before this, we are in Babylon. But remember what Jesus says about Laodicea. Revelations 3.14 And unto to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, He sings, saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot, 
So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. And because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. Jesus did not just wish people well, he healed them. To believe in Christ is to pick up his cross. <clears throat> the Cross of Reconciliation Only in the cross can we find reconciliation. The cross reconciles man to God, but it does more. It heals the divisions between us. Luke 14:26. If any man come to me and hate not his father and his mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? This may appear counterintuitive, but what this means is that we need to follow Jesus and put no other before him. The cross removes the barriers between us and restores us to peace. Ephesians 2.14 for he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinance, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. <coughs> Jesus is the link. Jesus finishes our faith. The cross brings us to works. Philemon 12.2 Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Our works are works done for Christ, as if to Christ. Matthew 10:38. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his faith life shall lose it, and he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whosoever shall give drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Take up the cross, Mark 8:34. And when he had called the people unto him and the disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake in the gospel, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever, therefore, 
shall be ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation. Of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed, when he cometh in his glory of his Father with his holy angels. <clears throat> we have faith only as we take up the cross of Jesus. In a sense, we lose the life we had and adopt a new life in Christ, in which as faithful stewards we take up the cross. So in this respect, our faith is our taking up the cross of Christ by continuing in his work of salvation. <clears throat> the blood of Christ reconciles all things. Colossians 1.20 And having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If ye continue in the faith grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, therefore I, Paul, am made a minister. By taking part in the sacrifice of Christ, we are made blameless. If we continue in the faith grounded and settled, our lives must be sustained in and through our faith. Nailing Sin to the Cross Colossians 2.13 And you being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a shoe of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat, or in drink, or in respect of a holy day, or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. The sacrifice of Jesus removes us from under the law that condemned us. He also overcomes governments and other authorities. Now we have absolute independence as a church. This is just one more reference to the commandment that we separate from the fallen world. The Holy Spirit and the Church Christians are saved by faith in Christ. However, salvation is not a reality without the intervention of the Holy Spirit. The building of the Church consists of empowering the Holy Spirit. The word falls on stony ground without the intervention of the Spirit. Holy Spirit and Works 1 Corinthians 3.9 For we are laborers together with God, ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon, for other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire 
shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as if by fire. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in the world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God, for it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And again, The Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Jesus is the only foundation. We are his works. We are the temple of God, and the Spirit dwells in us. We must, as Christians, build upon the foundation that is Christ. We are the hands that do the work of Jesus. Our faith is manifest in the outpouring of the Spirit. There is no conflict between works and faith, because in the Spirit they are synonymous.